BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, your BYU Cougars back at the Marriott Center hosting the Pepperdine Waves. BYU will most certainly look to get back on the winning track after a surprising loss at San Francisco last Saturday afternoon in a game that looked like BYU was going to cruise up 14 in the second half. The wheels fell off as the Dons went on a 21-0 run to seize control of that ball game. The 83-82 loss, which head coach Mark Pope called painful, Dropped the Cougars to 15-7 and overall and now in a four-way tie for third in the West Coast Conference with a conference record of 4-3. and three. Also in that game, T.J. Haas set the BYU record for most consecutive starts at 123, passing Jeff Chapman. He's all alone now in that spot. Haas also moved into 10th all-time in scoring at BYU and 9th in steals. Now for tonight, the Cougars welcoming in the Pepperdine Waves. Pepperdine, one of those four teams that BYU's tied with at four and three. And overall, BYU has been successful against the Waves. BYU 14 to nine all time against Pepperdine. They've beaten the Waves nine out of the last 11 matchups in Provo. Now these teams only played once last year. That game was in Malibu with BYU winning that game by 11. The Waves are led by junior guard Colby Ross, who's averaging 20 points per game. Also gets to the free throw line a lot. That's certainly something BYU is going to try and have to limit. Then you have the Edwards brothers. Cameron Edwards is a 6'6 senior forward, scoring 17 a game. While younger brother Kessler Edwards is a 6'8 sophomore forward, averaging 14. So they certainly have that opportunity to uh, to have the dominant guard, but also very good post play. So they can hurt you in a couple of different ways. If you look at it, though, almost every statistical category favors BYU tonight. But as I mentioned, after the USF loss, taking care of business in a game the Cougars should win is certainly the goal. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. This brings us to tonight's pregame player interview. Tonight, talking with Yoli Childs. Childs has had quite the season so far. He had to sit out the first nine games due to a ridiculous suspension. And then most recently missed four games after an open dislocation of his right index finger. Now, while his finger isn't 100%, he's back and averaging a double-double with 21 points and 10 rebounds. And I talked with Yoli after practice yesterday and asked him what the team learned after the loss at San Francisco. Our defensive fight wasn't there. You know, we were we were playing a lot of one-on-one defense, and Coach talks a lot about nobody's able to go one-on-one against us. SB one-on-five. And they're a really good shooting team, so our gaps weren't great. And they were able to just isolate us. And I think going forward, what we worked on in practice this week and what we're going to continue to work on is being in those gaps, being able to help, recover, be there for each other on the defensive end of the court and really lock in there and just kind of have that dog mentality is going to help us going forward. You know, whether it's uh, a big game coming up or a big game once we get to the NCAA tournament where there's elite guards that are going off, we're going to be able to, to make those adjustments. After a loss, do you guys get angry? And do you try and channel that anger into practices and preparation? Do you guys have that type of attitude after where you get a little angry? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Personally, I was... I was pissed, you know, a lot of the guys are as well. And uh, Today, I thought there was going to be a fight today in practice. I was ready to tackle somebody, make sure you break it up. I I thought 100% we were about to start throwing punches, but that's how intense it was. And 
um, it's just going to make us better. You know, we're using that anger as fuel, and we're using it. Uh, we're using it in the right ways. Well, Coach Pope even mentioned practices have been intense. When you're in that situation, what's going through your mind when you realize, you know what, this feels different today in practice. Yeah, practices with uh, Coach Pope are always intense, and, and they've been intense all year. But this week especially has felt like every possession feels like life or death on the defensive end. We haven't worried about offense at all. You know, uh, we run through stuff a little bit, but it's been a ton of defense. And every possession, it feels like your season's on the line. It feels like everything's on the line. And uh, we're really holding each other accountable. You know, if I make a mistake, I got three guys coming at me. Like, don't ruin my senior year. And I think that's what's going to help us out and, and make us special on that end. Okay, we've gone over two minutes, and I've yet to ask you about your fingers, so I will ask you now, how, how is the finger feeling overall? It's good. Um, it's progressing really well. It hurts if it gets dinged, but, you know, it's it's protected really well, and Rob, our, our trainer, does a really great job, and uh, so it's protected, it's safe, uh, it feels pretty good. How scary was the last couple of weeks, especially right after it happened? I could tell just in seeing your face, there was some fear there. Yeah, for sure. It was... Uh, like, I don't, I don't want to sound soft, but it was kind of traumatic, you know? Like, like I just, I don't know. I, I just kept, like, you have that thought in the back of your mind of, like, I don't ever want that to happen again, you know? And what if he gets hit? What if this? But, you know, once the games got going and uh, the adrenaline starts coming in and I start thinking about what this team means and, and what I need to do, then I don't think about it so much. The only annoying thing is I can't dunk. <laughs> I'm not allowed to hang on the rim at all, so that's why I don't dunk anymore. Yeah, that's why I don't dunk anymore either. Yeah, it's because yeah, of my yeah. finger. Yes, nobody's <laughs> buying that. Did you even surprise yourself at how quickly you were able to come back? Um, honestly, I, I think I've kind of sucked the last couple games. I mean, I'm, I'm probably my toughest critic, so... Uh, I expect more out of myself, and um, I hope that Cougar Nation and my teammates and my coaches expect more out of me because that's what they're going to get. Pepperdine coming in, you guys tied for third with Pepperdine. What's just your overall thought on this Waves team, another another guard-oriented team, but, but they do have some bigs down low that are producing quite well. Just your overall thoughts on Pepperdine. Uh, unbelievable opportunity. We're really excited. Um, they're a very good team. They struggled a little bit early, but uh, you know they should have beat Arizona, Arizona, and or maybe it was a neutral, I don't know, but they're a very good team, and it's kind of a perfect situation to test what we've been working on. They ISO a lot. Um, they bring you out and, and just try to say, I'm going to score on you. So I think it's a really good opportunity for us to show our improvements. Coach Pope, talking to the general media, was asked a question about how important a, a packed house will be this week, knowing how important these games are to you. And obviously every game is important. The fact that you guys are able to be at home for this week against Pepperdine and then ultimately against St. Mary's, this is a really good opportunity for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this and any part of you is thinking about coming to the game, come to the game, please. You make a difference. When this place is packed, I mean, it's, it's magic, you know. When it's packed, you you can see the look on the other team's face. Once it starts getting loud, some of their younger guys, you know, they're not used to it. It freaks them out a little bit, and, and you guys definitely help us. So if you're thinking about it, please come. The Pepperdine game's the last game of January. We're already basically to February at this point. How would you evaluate the team overall? Where do you feel you are now versus maybe where you want to be, say, in another month? Not even close, and I think that's how we all feel, and that's what's really exciting is we have a lot of – untapped potential we have a lot of room to grow 
And uh, I think this team has the mindset to continue to excel at the things that we've been excellent at, but we're able to, to improve on the things that we haven't been so great at. All right, last question, and this has nothing to do with BYU basketball, but in the sports world, it's been the big topic of discussion, and unfortunately, it's because Kobe Bryant passed away. I'm just kind of curious, maybe your thoughts. When you heard the news, and I don't know if you were a Kobe fan growing up, but maybe just your overall thoughts on the influence he left in basketball. Uh, it, it blew my mind how much it affected me. I've been a, a huge LeBron fan my whole life, and that means arguing with people about him versus Kobe, and that means arguing with people about him versus LeBron. So it, it kind of blew my mind how much it impacted me and, and how much he really impacted my game. Um, I look back to when I was a young kid, and uh, I didn't really have anyone that could teach me how to play, but luckily I lived in the generation where I had YouTube, so um, as a post, I would watch uh, Hakeem and Kobe. Those are the two guys where I would watch their footwork. So I would sit there and I would look up Kobe Bryant, uh, Kobe Bryant face-up game, Kobe Bryant highlights, and I would sit there and, re- and rewind it and practice the moves in my living room. Um, so I definitely, you know, whether I knew it or not, was modeling my game a little bit after what he did from, from a really young age. And then uh, just times in my life where I thought, you know, my body hurts, man. I've, been, I've worked out three times today. Uh, I think about his stories, and I was like, you know what? If he can do it, then I should be able to do it. You know, he's 35, and he's doing it. I can do it. So it's kind of like the four-minute mile when the dude broke it and, and everybody else started breaking it. It's, it made it possible. Yeah, he, he made it possible to do more. And, you know, my heart goes out to him and his family, and I can't even imagine. I don't, I, it's, I'm at a loss for words. It's, it's just it's so tough, and it's just such a sad situation. But I'm just hoping, like with any, everything else in life, that us as, as a community, as a nation, as a world, can, can take something from this experience and, and make ourselves better from it. You're awesome. I always love talking to you. Thanks for the time, and good luck against Pepperdine. Appreciate you. Thank you. That was Yoli Childs. Great stuff as always. He, he honestly, he's one of the best. Being able to talk with him, you you can get just how real he is. Just hearing him in normal conversations, uh, really good stuff. And and one of the things that really stood out to me about what he was talking about, in terms of what BYU's been working on, in terms of the isolation uh, defense. You know, teams that come in and want to want to play a lot of ISO. He said this is a perfect example for us to be able to put that to the test because that's exactly what Pepperdine does. So it's an interesting matchup to look uh, tonight with the ISO game that the Waves will bring in uh, with Ross and then how BYU defends it, uh, something they've been paying a lot of attention to and a lot of focus this week leading into this game. Coming up next, we'll head next door to the Marriott Center. Courtside conversation coming up with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The BYU Cougars looking to bounce back after last Saturday's loss on the road on the hilltop to the USF Dons. They're back home hosting the Pepperdine Waves at the Marriott Center. That's where we will head now. It's time for our courtside conversation. Joining us now, former BYU basketball player. You hear him on the broadcast with Greg Rubel, our radio analyst. He is the one and only Mark Durant. Hi, Mark. A little, little earlier tip-off tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you were able to uh, to make it with all the traffic going on. Bonjour, Monsieur Shepard. <laughs> Is that from yes, Rudy uh, Gobert making the NBA All-Star game? You're going with the French of co- accent? Of course, of course. Yeah, I went to Kentucky French-speaking on my mission. Very nice, very nice. Not I didn't realize that was a combination. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, <laughs> but 
Uh, yeah, congrats to, to Rudy, and yeah, I made it. It's actually better for me when it's earlier because then I can kind of beat the rush hour traffic a little bit. So all is good here, ready to go against the mighty waves. Look, from a, a postseason standpoint, last week's loss for BYU doesn't seem to have hurt BYU that much from a ranking standpoint. Most bracketology experts had BYU hovering right around a 9 or a 10 seed. They're still as a 10 seed, actually moved up in the Ken Palm ratings. However, that was certainly a game the Cougars just, you just aren't supposed to lose those games. What's the lesson learned from the loss to the Dons? Well, I mean, it it is nice that it didn't seem to affect too much uh, because of BYU's metrics, and they they haven't had a terrible loss. Um, It it doesn't, I mean, they're almost failing upwards a little bit. (laughs) Like, they lose and they're going up. I'm like, how is this happening? But I'm worried, Jason, that when they get in that room and they can point to that loss, that it's going to be, you know, more significant than, than what, we think of right now and that that's what worries me so you can't you just can't be in a spot where you're leaving it up to those kind of things and uh, uh you know it, it was an interesting game it, it's incredible to me how good BYU's playing offensively these numbers and i if you just told me the numbers overall i'm thinking this team maybe has lost two games probably one and the fact that they've lost as many as they've had in these games that they've lost, they're shooting 55% or 50% and shooting 50% from three, and they're losing. And that, that's the that's the weird thing and the thing that really concerns me because obviously if if you're shooting that well, playing that well, and being that efficient on offense and you lose, that means the other team was better. And it's hard to be better than those numbers. And that means if another team's better, then your defense is pretty bad. And, uh, you know, I think at times BYU's defense has been excellent this year, but they seem to, I don't know what happens. Maybe in these games they get up and they start to lose uh, the, the focus and, the, and the, you know, that intensity that you need. And they lose it for a little bit. And then other teams get hot and start getting confident. And even when you pick up the intensity after that, it's hard because the other team's got the confidence, you know. So there's, there's a lot of concerns in, in my mind about defense. And, you know, BYU likes to play the man. You know, that's that's what they do. I'm a guy that would not not exclusively play zone, but mix it up, try and throw different things at teams. And I think that would help, especially when teams are making runs on you. Just throw some different looks at them just to try and take them, take them out of what they're doing. And, and guys that are getting hot, try and take them out of what they're doing. Uh, but if you're going to play the man, you got to recognize that your guards probably aren't quick enough to guard their guards man-to-man. You're not quick enough to guard Shabazz. He's going to beat you. So if you go into it recognizing that, obviously you're going to try and stay in front of your guy, but if he beats you, the whole team's got to have the head on a swivel. You've got to have the rotation from the big man, and when the big man leaves his man, you got to have the weak side guard come in and sit on that big man so they don't just drop it off to him. And then if, if that's not there and they kick it back out, that you know, you've got to have rotation on the perimeter and get back... I mean, th- th- that's that's a real hard thing to do defensively, and you've seen BYU where they've get, gotten beat off the off the dribble, and you don't have rim protectors back there, and and it's a layup drill. And it's, I mean that USF game, they, yeah, they hit some threes, but it was about guys getting to the rim for me. That's really what hurt BYU. That's what hurt them in, at Utah. Uh, I mean, go down the list. But anyway, that was a long, long, drawn out answer. A lot of information there, but I've been thinking about it over these. 
uh, these past couple days, it's amazing how BYU can be playing so well offensively and yet losing these games. We had this discussion this week on BYU Sports Nation, and as soon as we were talking about it, I, I've got to ask Mark this. I, I, so I, I made sure that I made a note to ask you this question when I, when I talked to you for tonight. And we were talking about most impactful on the BYU roster. And so I, I think for the most part, everybody would agree the most impactful is Yoli Child. So, so we, we took Yoli off the board. So behind Yoli, who was the most impactful player on BYU's roster? Uh, I'm going I'm to go with TJ Haas. I mean, just maybe not even so much this year, but historically when he plays well, BYU does really well. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at this Pepperdine game from last year, and he had 34 points, and, and uh, they beat San Diego on the road in overtime, and he had 30-something points. And, and when he's good, BYU's really hard to beat because uh, he can do so much. And uh, I guess, I mean, obviously you got Jake Toulson. You see what a difference maker he can be in a game when and you look at the I Pacific went. game. I, I knew yeah. it was going to boil down to TJ or Jake. I went with Jake simply because – of his shooting numbers and the percentage and the way the defense has to make sure they know where he's at at all times. But but like I said on the air, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Yeah, Jake, to me, I think he could have a game of five points uh, and, and BYU can still win going away a little bit. But I think if TJ has five points, and it's always the caveat is, well, if Jake has – a night like a Pacific doesn't matter what TJ does; right. they're going to win. I mean, that's an un- unusual performance. But I think the team needs TJ more to play well than they need Jake to play well. But I mean, yeah, like you said, yeah. It, it, what, what's really nice is when everybody plays well yes. and then you win. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the goal. what I want. Yeah. So you, we've mentioned uh, Pepperdine a few times and the task at hand tonight, bouncing back and and moving past the loss this past weekend. The Waves come in. They've won four or five. What are your thoughts on Pepperdine? You know, I like Pepperdine. Uh, I like Ross a lot. Good, good player. What I'm impressed with him is he plays well against really good teams. Like he had 38 or something against at, at USC. He had 24 apiece at, at Gonzaga and, uh, and home to St. Mary's. I mean, he, he he's the guy. He's a guy that is good enough to kind of do what Jake and what Shabazz did. He can take over a game, and not only just shooting the way he puts it on the floor and gets to the rim, shoots you know around ninety percent from the free throw line, shoots a lot of free throws. He's a guy that kind of single handedly, especially on the road, can keep you in the game and give you a chance to win. So, I really like Ross. He's very good. The Edwards brothers are good. Chavez is good. I mean, what what I'm impressed with. Is even when they lose, they're they're kind of in the game, yep. you know, and uh, th- that that worries me a little bit. And they're a good three point shooting team, and so all those things kind of are a nice formula to win on the road or to be, at least be in the game. You've got experienced players that are that perform well on the road, and and you've got uh, you know, the teams that, that that believe that they can beat you. And Pepperdine certainly believes they can beat BYU. So this is going to be a real challenge. And you know, we talk about the loss at San Francisco, how it didn't hurt BYU much. This would just be, I mean, this would kill BYU to lose at home to Pepperdine. All due respect to Pepperdine, this is the kind of game that would be kind of a, 
a stopper yeah. if you're talking about any postseason, NCAA postseason hopes. Well, and beyond, I, I agree with you, Ross is the guy, but beyond what he does offensively, he is a fantastic distributor. I mean, everything obviously begins with him, and I don't know if you were able to hear the interview that I had with Yoli. He was talking about the fact that one of the things that they've been focusing on because they've had issues with these dominant guards that will be put in isolation and they've been able to have success, and that's been something they've been working on you know, defending Ross, it goes beyond just defense. He, he does other things. He gets other guys involved. There's a lot in, in keeping him in check. A career Pepperdine assist guy. He's only a junior. Uh, did, did that in December. He broke that. So clearly he can distribute. And, I mean, these guys have always scared the heck out of me. That they're Just so well-rounded and are winners. You know, just a winner. And you might get 38 or he'll, he'll get the ball to someone who will score if like if you're focused too much on, oh, we got to stop Ross, and it's like, well, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw two or three guys and give it to a guy that's gonna hit a three on you. And so, I mean, th- 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 those kind of guys always scare me that are well-rounded that can that do everything for you. And it's not like, well, well, let's just stop his three-point shooting and then we're fine. No, that's you can't do that against Ross. So he'll pose a lot of challenges, not just stopping him, but what he creates for other guys. It's time for uh, Mark Durant's Keys to the Game. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present Keys to the Game. Mark, what are your keys for tonight's game in which we hope it's a BYU victory? I don't know if this is as much of a key, but I think it's time for Yoli to reassert himself as the best player in the conference. You know, his fingers healing up. This is a game he's got to get 25, 30 points, 10, 15 rebounds. If he can have the game that he should have, then uh, BYU will win. Mark, you're great. I always love talking with you, and uh, we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, my friend. Au revoir, mon frere. There we go. The man went to Kentucky, French-speaking, on his mission. <laughs> love it. There we go. The one and only Mark Durant. You'll hear him with Greg Rebell on the call coming up in just a little bit. After a quick timeout, check out some other scores. We'll also look ahead to a very busy night. Again, this game tipping off about 30 minutes earlier than normal, uh, so we'll uh, have a little bit more time before some of the later games will tip off. We'll go over the night in top 25 as well as uh, locally and in the West Coast Conference. It's all coming up as Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. We're getting you ready for tip-off between BYU and Pepperdine. Got about 45 seconds left uh, locally coming up a little bit later on tonight. In fact, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, Weber State at Southern Utah at 7.30 in Los Angeles. Utah taking on the USC Trojans at 8 o'clock tonight in Portland. Women's basketball taking on the Pilots. Top 25 action, one game going on. Number 19, Illinois, leading Minnesota 17-11. to Seven minutes to go in the first half. You're uh, scheduled tonight in the West Coast Conference. LMU at Pacific. St. Mary's hosting Portland. San Diego at home against San Francisco. And number two, Gonzaga on the road at Santa Clara. Also tonight in the NBA, the Utah Jazz in a back-to-back situation at the Pepsi Center in Denver tonight, taking on the Nuggets. That game tipping off at 8.30 Mountain Time. And congratulations goes out to Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, first time NBA All-Stars. They will play in the NBA All-Star game coming up uh, over the weekend of Valentine's Day in Chicago. All right, that is a wrap for Cougar pregame live. Coming up next, 
We'll get you over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Visa credit cards featuring triple rewards. Now, let's head back to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougars play for their ninth straight home win in a bounce-back game as they hope uh, to start a winning streak down the stretch. I'm your play-by-play announcer, Greg Grubel. With me is former Cougar hoopster, social media maestro, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, BYU's almost out of wiggle room. Chances to move the resume needle are now dwindling, and BYU's seen some golden opportunities go unclaimed this year to the point where this weekend is, well, it's as it's as must-win a set of games as any the Cougars will have over the next month or so. Pepperdine tonight, St. Mary's Saturday, and while the Gales may be the quote-unquote bigger name, the bigger game, Pepperdine scares me. Uh, the waves are rolling. Uh, they've got WCC stars on their roster, and the Cougs have been uh, well, kind of up and down the last couple of weeks. So what you have, Mark, is a huge gut-check game here tonight. Oh, you say WCC stars. I mean, it seems like a big WrestleMania event, Greg. you got the WCC superstars coming. and you, I mean, you got to go off the top turnbuckle on these these games, Greg, and you got to be like the Hulkster. And you, you watch those wrestling matches, and it's like the Hulkster like me against the no-name like you, you know. I'll be, you, I'll, I'll you be the underdog. Yeah. You coming out, you're starting to wail on me, and you're, oh, no, the Hulkster, he's in trouble. This guy's coming after him. but And then you're like, oh, he's just about to lose, and then what happens? He gets the Hulk, Hulkamania going in his eyes, and he, he goes crazy, and then he destroys the Greg Rubel out there, and he pins him. I mean, that's that's the attitude. Yeah, maybe sometimes teams will make a run at you, but you've got to have that 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 strength in you to just close people out and and to beat them and this is huge greg this week this is uh this is wrestlemania you've got to go out and fight and do whatever you have gouge your eyes out or whatever cheap things you have to do you've got to win these games because you've run out of chances this is it you've got to win games now greg that's mark durant brother When we come back, the pregame perspective of BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. We are live courtside at the Marriott Center, leading up to 15-7. and 7, BYU hosting 11-10 and 10 Pepperdine. The Cougs and Waves tied for third in the West Coast Conference at 4-3. and three. But whereas the Waves are simply trying to get right after a dreadful start to the season, BYU's in the NCAA tourney mix, but squarely on the bubble. And while it beats not being in the conversation, life on the bubble is straight stress for the next six weeks. In our pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. The coach tonight talks about a, a big home weekend that tips off with one of the hottest WCC teams in town. Yeah, they are. They're playing great. I think they're finally kind of morphing into the team that everybody expected them to be, which is a team that was expected to, to compete for the conference title. 
and um, they're they're really explosive offensively, and they they uh, they're really um, together defensively at least, and uh, they're playing great basketball right now. Among the scouts you've had this year, how unique is Pepperdine? Well, they're different in the sense that one through five really, really shoot the ball. In fact, they're four and five are shooting it at just about a higher clip than anybody else on the team. And uh, they're getting them up to two, three, four threes a game for both those guys. And so the, f- the floor can be really, really spaced. Uh, also unique to them is they're just such an incredibly dominant uh, point guard team. You know, he's somewhere in the high 30 percentile in his usage rate. He counts for 20 points per game scoring and 7.5 assists per game and, and a whole lot else. So those are two things that make them unique. Colby doesn't shoot a great number on the surface, but he does so much, like you said, and he makes up for most of it at the free throw line. Yeah, he, he's great at getting to the free throw line. He's, he's really physical, powerful, smart, um, and he's – you know he's a dual, dual, dual problem because uh, he's a big time, big time scorer at all three levels, and and yet he's leading the league in assists per game, and so that's a complicated guard. You can say don't put him on the stripe. What does he do to get there anyway? Well, he, he gets you off balance. Um, you know he's a, he's he's herky jerky, and he's explosive, and he's also got some physicality to him. So that combination is hard. Um, so we'll, we'll try and give him a bunch of different looks tonight. Give him a. Switch on him a little bit, give him some quick shows, give him some hard shows, blitz him a little bit, bring a second defender a lot, and um, see if we can kind of slow him down a little bit. Colby Ross and the Edwards brothers get most of the attention when people talk about Pepperdine, but then you have Skylar Chavez. He comes off 24 points in his last game, got up 12 threes. Yeah, you know, any, anytime you see a guy actually attempt 12 threes in a game, it catches your attention. He's really dangerous. Uh, he's a big-time scorer from junior college, and, and he um, he's obviously comfortable, um, you know, scoring he's really comfortable doing that and so um he's a problem uh you know he's he has to be accounted for at all, uh, accounted for at all times on the floor you've just played three straight away games in league you're back for back-to-back home games how much can this be a part of uh the equation the energy you hope to derive from a home crowd and what the guys might gain themselves in being back on the home floor well it's really important for us it's important for us to protect our home court um that you know a staple of any successful program is you protect your home court that uh, people fear coming to your your gym and and uh, that's something that we have to you know we've always had a, a great tradition here at home and we have to continue that and grow on that it's really really important just in terms of the culture of this program you've been a tremendous bounce back team all year you've never lost back-to-back games yet to this point when you take a setback you guys seem to respond the right way well the guys have you know the guys have competed for three days in practice but you know, uh, that's, a, that's always a mixed bag. Sometimes, um, you know, guys, you know, the, the healing actually happens on the practice floor. Uh, the, you know, guys get all the passion and anger and frustration out, and, and maybe they don't have it left in the game. I think these guys will respond, though, tonight and, and, and uh, with a renewed focus. And I think we can get – I know we can get better, and I think we have got better, and I expect us to be better tonight, better than we've ever been before. I'm sure a lot of your attention went to the defensive side of the floor when looking at what happened on the weekend and how to get better this week. Yeah, it's um, – you know, it's uh, we were really we were really disappointed with our defensive effort. Even even after the first half, we're up seven going into halftime, and we still uh, hadn't really got stops, and we hadn't really enforced our will on the defensive end, and and it's just not like us. That's not who we've been this season, um, uh, and and so we were disappointed in that, and, and we're hoping not just to fix it, but to actually take a a step forward and be better than we've ever been, and and uh, that's what we're expecting of our guys tonight. Finally, Coach, you've talked about this, how for certain teams at this time of the year, they don't have the same things on the line that BYU does right now. Can that be an energizing and a galvanizing force for your squad? 
Well, it has to be. I mean, we don't have a choice, right? Um, you know, we're still right in right in a really special pocket where our fate is is a hundred percent in our own hands. Uh, we don't have to go come up with some. Uh, you don't have to. We don't have to have a miracle right now to get where we want to go. We have to play great basketball, and and um, I think this team wants to. I think they're really focused, and uh, you know, we need to. This is, a, this is a huge game for us tonight, and a, you know, clearly the next month is big for us. And so, um, hopefully, we will keep focused on getting better every day. That's that's our mission. Uh, we don't expect to be perfect over the next month, but we expect to get better every day. And if we can do that, it's going to put us in a, in a really good position. Hoping it goes well for you and the guys tonight, Coach. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Greg. That's Mark Pope in tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Hoops fans. Welcome back to the Marriott Center for BYU and Pepperdine. Cougs have won three in a row, five of six against the Waves. Since joining the WCC, BYU 6-1 and one against Pepperdine here in Provo. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant, courtside, our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard's our studio host, coordinating producer, Terry South, control board operator, Jack Bagley, BYU radio engineer, Barry Squires, and our broadcast interns are James Havel at BYU Radio and Nate Slack here at the Marriott Center. Great to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, on one side of the coin, BYU has four blowout wins in conference play. On the other, BYU has three league losses, including two heartbreakers, the OT loss at St. Mary's and last Saturday's tailspin at San Francisco. And Mark, the USF game particularly galling. It takes BYU really out of any current contention for a conference crown, and it deals a serious blow to the hopes of a two-seed even in Vegas and kind of underscores what has now become a bit of a problem for this team at times, keeping a big second-half lead three times this year. BYU's given up a solid second-half advantage and lost key games that if they were won would have already put the Cougars, I think, in the NCAA tournament. This senior-laden team just has to find ways to finish a little cleaner down the stretch. I've seen a lot of basketball games in my life for BYU, Greg, and you go over the history and you look at the best teams, there's one characteristic they all share, and that's that they had a lot of seniors and they were really, really good seniors. That translates into great seasons. And this team has 3,000-plus point guys. I mean, three of the best guys you'll ever have at BYU. They've got to have a special season. It It doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't. And especially the way they're losing games. Getting up 15, 16 points and losing. That should not happen with that those kind of players and that kind of senior leadership. Yeah, it's it's shocking. I could, I could see it in your eyes, Greg. 
But uh, that, I mean, that's got to really change for BYU, and it, it still can, but they're walking a tightrope now. Coming up after the break, we'll get the Pepperdine perspective from Waves head coach Lorenzo Romar as the BYU store Cougar tip-off show continues live from the Marriott Center in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brent Rubel. From the Marriott Center, where we've just had a 24-second moment of silence to honor Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, and the seven others who perished in the helicopter crash in L.A. on Sunday morning. Getting you set for BYU and Pepperdine. First of two meetings between these two teams. Pepperdine, the one of only two WCC teams that the Cougars have yet to face this year. Santa Clara is the other. And the BYU will get the Broncos only once this season here in Provo three weeks from tonight. BYU's second meeting with Pepperdine comes in Malibu to end the regular season. And if that game doesn't already scare you, well... <laughs> we've seen some we've seen some interesting games in Malibu over the years, but that's a few weeks such away. Such a nice place for such bad things to happen. I know. Well, because Lorenzo Romar's team is uh, is good, that's why those games are scary. At least they're playing like a really good team right now. The Waves only 11 and 10 on the season, but they're four and one in their last five. Almost beat Arizona earlier this year. Almost beat Gonzaga earlier this year. They've got Kobe Ross and the Edwards brothers and a guy coming off a career high 24 points in Pepperdine's last game. That's Skylar Chavez. I spoke with Coach Romar a short time ago about how his team is playing and playing really well right now, coming into a key conference clash against the Cougars. We're playing a little better defensively. We're rebounding a little bit better. And uh, the, the downside is, you know, we have injuries and we've only been playing seven guys. But I think the positive over that is guys have kind of gotten in a rhythm now and they know when they're coming in and know when they're coming out. They know what to expect. And uh, I think that's kind of been helpful too. Everyone focuses so much on Colby when they talk about Pepperdine basketball, but he's not the WCC player of the week. Cameron Edwards is. Well, Cameron is a rare guy in college basketball. He's a fifth-year senior that's a good player. Uh, you just don't you don't get that a lot across the nation, and that's what he is. Uh, he makes big plays for us. He's not going to be intimidated in any game that he plays in, and we're fortunate to have him this year. And of the games he has played, he's scored in double figures in 18 straight. That's the kind of consistency you just want a senior to give you, and he's given it to you. Yeah, yeah, he is. There's a couple games where he just kind of took over, and, you know, I'd say, hey, that's what fifth-year seniors do, man. Good job. Really good job. Meantime, Colby's going to be uh, probably the all-time assist and points leader if all goes well by the end of his junior year. That's not done by a lot of guys. No, it's remarkable what, what Colby has done uh, in terms of statistics and uh, he doesn't uh, shy from hard work. It's no coincidence that this has happened with him because he's he's talented, but he just works so hard. Okay, your thoughts on this BYU team coming in at uh, 15 and seven and tied with you in league at four and three? How in the world are you stopping from scoring? I mean, you know, we we have a guy, Scarlett Chavez, that's a pretty good shooter, yeah. and it seems like BYU's entire team shoots like Skyler, and you you have. You talk about veterans. They have a number of veterans that are out there that know how to play this game. They share the ball with each other. So how do we stop them? That's the the first issue right there. We're, we, we're very impressed with how they share the ball and how they put the ball in the basket. Your thoughts on being back in the Marriott Center? Uh, it's Did you missed it last year with, with Pepperdine. Yeah, and, you know, I haven't been in here with Pepperdine right. for a long, long time, but I have been in here before. And uh, the Marriott Center, first of all, it's immaculate. It's beautiful. 
and uh, the fans here really get into it, and I think the players love playing in here. So it's a special place to play in. Kobe Bryant perished just miles from your campus. He's an L.A. basketball icon. You're an L.A. basketball program. What's this week been like for you and, and your guys who are, a lot of them are from L.A.? It's been very difficult. Uh, those guys grew up watching Kobe Bryant. That was their guy. LeBron came a little later, but when they grew up, when they were younger, it was it was Kobe. And uh, to see how it happened, there was no warning. It just it, It's been tough. It's been tough on all of us. And it was literally close to home for you guys. Yeah, and uh, from my house, it literally was in walking distance where it happened. So uh, not that far away. Well, Coach, uh, we wish you all the best and your team as you head down the stretch. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you back in Malibu. Okay, thank you so much. That is Pepperdine head coach Lorenzo Romar. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. In the 1996 NBA draft, Kobe Bryant was picked 13th overall by the Charlotte Hornets then traded to the Lakers. Later in the draft, picked 52nd that same year, was BYU head coach Mark Pope. Which NBA team drafted him? The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, so you be the judge trivia question. Back in the 96 NBA draft, Kobe Bryant went 13th. Mark Pope went 52nd in that same draft, 1996. Who drafted him, Mark? He played for the Bucks, so I'm 100% sure that it was the Bucks. There's no other possible answer, the Bucks. Indiana Pacers is the correct answer. I, I contest that. <laughs> Later played for the Bucks. Just later in his NBA career. Indiana Pacers. He played for the Lakers after he got drafted. Exactly, it happens. You get drafted with a team you don't play for. All right, a few final thoughts before tip-off coming up next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, the closing strains of our national anthem. The colors will now be retired here at the Marriott Center, withdrawn from the floor. And so the crowd is usually respectfully quiet while that happens. And so we'll stay uh, quiet as well until the colors have left the courtside. Then we'll give you a few final thoughts before tip-off here of BYU and Pepperdine. All right, uh, getting you set for the Cougars and the Waves. And, uh, well, it's the time of year, Mark, where it's not only what you do on a given night, it's what your opponents, both past and upcoming, are doing. In a lot of ways, it's a fun time of year. When you're in the NCAA tournament mix and every game means something, not only your games, but really the games featuring teams you've already played. The best thing about following Greg Rubel on Twitter is 
getting updates on all those games because <laughs> I know no one watches that closer than you, so that's very helpful to see what other teams are doing. All right, tip off of the Cougars and Waves is coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip. That's why I'm here, folks. Uh, the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.